Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011, at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be reviewing movies Little Engine That Could, Moneyball, Babar and Father Christmas, and The Greatest Game. So to start off the show, we are going to be talking with Mackay, who is in New Mexico right now, and we will be talking about the movie The Little Engine That Could. So, Mackay, how are you today? I'm quite fine. That's good to hear. How are you, Raven? I'm awesome. Thank you for asking. So, why don't you tell me what this movie is about? Well, this is about a little engine, and, well, that's the title. And what I mean by engine is, like, a little train. And this train lives in dreamland, but he's too little, and they don't believe he can um, load up trains to the real world. Because um, in dreamland, where the little, little engine lives with all the other big trains that deliver dreams, um, in the dreamland, it's where they de- deliver dreams that children wish for. But... Um, when a real boy accidentally gets inside of the tunnel, um, it's very scary because the, the portal closes to get outside. And um, her friend Rusty tells her a secret way, but none of them believe her. And I think this story is truly about a little engine and that anybody can do what they believe in. Well, that's pretty cool, and it definitely seems like it's a very whimsical storyline. So why don't you tell me about your initial thoughts on this film? I thought the film was very friendly, but um, I, I think I might be a little bit too old for this movie. Like, the ranges might be, like, six and up, maybe somewhere around there. Maybe it's just not my type of thing. I loved the book when I was little, and I liked this, too. It's just not my favorite thing since I've kind of grown out of it. But I suggest it for a lot of people, and it doesn't have any violence in it or anything like that. So how do you think the book compares to the remake of the movie? Oh, I think they're about the same. I like the book a little bit better. And why is that? I just like it because it's more simple, and I think they added more things to the movie, and I kind of like how the book version did it. 
it's a little bit more simple and not as complex. I think that's good because a lot of times younger kids like that comforting simplicity of things. So what did you think about the cinematography and the visuals? Was it live action or animation or a mix of both? It was actually just animation, but the animation was very good. Well, not good, like brilliant. Because um, they made everything like shine and sparkle and bright. And then they, when it was dark, they made everything dark. And also with the music going along with that, it was quite wonderful. It just went happy, happy, happy. And then when the dark times come, dun, dun. So what, was, what made it so good with the soundtrack going along with the movie? Well, the soundtrack it just fits so well, like I normally say. It fits so well. But this one, it just seemed like it wasn't always like... All the other movies, it gave a little bit more texture, and I liked that. And it, it sounded, like, very musical, like an orchestra. I liked that. Oh, cool. Well, that's good that it was a little bit more unique and didn't just follow the same, you know, sort of guidelines as other films. So did you have a favorite scene in this movie? Uh, I did have a favorite scene. I think my favorite scene was when they're going through all the um, different colors of... Well, in Dreamland, everything's probably, like, puffy and pink and, like, dreamy. And so when they're going through the, the forest on the train, um, when they're going through that, I really liked it because you look around them and everything looks, like, magical and colorful. And um, the animation was brilliant in that scene. Well, that's good that it seems very whimsical. That's a very perfect aspect for Dreamland. And did you have a favorite character? My favorite character was probably, uh, well, when children wish for dreams, they wish for, like, if I wished for a toy, the dream trains would take them and they'd order them to the dreams. And um, a kid wished for a little sock monkey, and that was my favorite character because the sock monkey had such a big personality and I liked him. (laughs) Cool. Well, you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing the movies The Little Engine That Could, Moneyball, Babar and Father Christmas, and The Greatest Game. So right now we are talking about The Little Engine That Could with Mackay. So Mackay, you were telling me about your favorite character. Um, is there anything that you would change in this film or anything that you thought didn't exactly fit with the storyline? Uh, I'm not sure. I think sometimes they'd over-exaggerate some things, like make everything go perfectly. But I think that's just me. I think it'd be, be- it's good for littler kids than me. I think that'd be good. Yeah, over-exaggeration but- and overplaying of certain themes and storylines is very common in uh, movies for younger children. So how did you, what did you think the emotion of this film was? Did you think it was, you know, very happy or sad? I thought the emotion of the film, well, the message was that you can do whatever you believe you can. And I think it's very happy in, like, almost every story. Something goes wrong and it's kind of sad, and then it's happy again, and then you get there. I see. And do you think that that emotion and the morals were captured good in this movie? They were captured pretty well, but not the best out of all of the movies I've seen. 
Okay, so why don't you go over the age group with me again? You said it would be for younger children. Why don't you specify on that a little bit? Well, I'm 10, so I think it'd be like in between 6 and 8, somewhere in there, people would like the storyline more because I think it maybe I'm going to change it 2 to 8. Yeah, okay. Because there's nothing really violent. Yeah, and it would be a good, easy storyline for toddlers to follow. Yes. So, what star rating would you give this film out of five stars? I give this film maybe like three and a half stars out of five stars. Okay, and why is that? Because this wasn't exactly the film for me. And um, the music, it was okay. Even though I loved it, I think sometimes the music could be a little bit too uppy. But, again, the over-exaggerations. But I think it went pretty good so that's why I put the half a star back in. So did you relate to the storyline in any way? Um not the most but sometimes like when the little engine had trouble but he got back on the line again. I see so just very very quickly I know we already went over this but I just want to go back to the rating. Do you think if you were a younger kid you know maybe in your toddler years or you know six seven do you think you would give this film a higher rating? I give this film five out of five stars if I was younger so I think if you're a mother and you have a really like two or anywhere between two and eight kid who loves trains especially um they're gonna love this movie all right awesome i just wanted to figure that out and see what that would be so what do you if you could be like any specific character in this film which character would you best see yourself as i don't know i think maybe maybe the ballerina the ballerina yeah and why is that because the ballerina it's even though I love the sock monkey as one of those characters, I don't relate to the sock monkey as much. The ballerina just, like, is always hello and very happy. But um, I think I relate to every single one of the characters a little bit, but especially the ballerina. And would you say that each one of the characters represents an emotion or a feeling that one person might have? Yeah, it's kind of like, I'm going to go out of the subject a little bit, but it's kind of like Winnie the Pooh, where each character is a part of you. The little engine is kind of like that, because sometimes people feel mean, and sometimes people feel they can do it, and sometimes people feel little, and sometimes people feel really hopeful, so... That This movie gives that message, too. Yeah, I was just going to bring up Winnie the Pooh as well, because it definitely seems like it would be the same sort of feel with the different characters as different emotional parts of yourself. Is there anything that you've learned in this film that has helped you in your daily life? Uh, I'm not sure if I learned so much in this film, because... I'm older, but if I was younger, I would have learned more. So what is the thing that stuck with you the most in this film? Um... I think you can try. And that's the message? Yeah, that's the definite message, that you can do whatever you want as long as you try as hard as you can. You can do it. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for telling me about this film, Makai. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids.
Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's go to sunny California with Daniel Menegas and talk about the new movie, Moneyball. So how are you, Daniel? I'm good. How are you, Raven? I'm awesome. Thanks for asking. So Moneyball is a new film that just came out not too long ago on September 23rd. Why don't you tell me a little bit about the plot of this movie? Well, um, Moneyball is the true story about the Oakland A's, a baseball team with a very small budget. It stars Brad Pitt as Billy Bean and Jonah Hill as Peter Brand. What happens in, uh, in the movie is that the duo try to reinvent how you choose baseball players because of their small budget. And it works really, really well uh, until the end. When, oh. uh, when, every, when it, everyone is starting to think that it's going to work and then at the end it sort of doesn't. It backfires. <laughs> it backfires on them, yes. What were your initial thoughts on this film? I, I actually thought the movie was good. Like, it was, um, I'm not the biggest baseball fan, but it was actually really, really interesting to watch, and I liked it. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm not the biggest baseball fan either. It's like probably one of my least favorite sports. Yeah, and it seems like it would be pretty entertaining and a pretty interesting movie, though. So why don't you tell me about the soundtrack and how was that? Um, the soundtrack was pretty good. Um, it did help set the mood in some parts, but um, at some parts in the movie, which is actually very creative, they used real footage of baseball games. But in the background there, uh, of the soundtrack, there was um, uh, just a little crackle, like I said, if it was on a record, and I thought they could have cleared that up a little bit. But otherwise, it was really good. So did it help set the mood that you know that it's a true story, and did that help sort of create the story? Yes, it did. Um, it created the story a little bit better because it allowed the liberty to put inserts of real footage from baseball games from when the movie was set, and I thought that helped it stay true to the actual story a lot better than it might have been if it didn't use it. That's awesome. So, do you have a favorite scene in this film? Um, actually, yeah, I do. It's one of the um, less orthodox scenes of the movie in which they're, it's, a, it's a, with the piano soundtrack, they're flipping through um, stacks of uh, baseball players that they're trying to choose and it's showing um, the basically the numbers that are involved with it and I thought it was actually the most interesting part of the movie. And what about that scene caught your attention so much? I don't know why. It, it just seemed like the most interesting part of the movie to me, finding out the stats of the baseball players in that way. Awesome. So, do you have a favorite character in this movie? Um, no, I actually didn't. They were all interesting. Awesome. So, but do you think there was a specific actor in this film that executed their character the best? Uh, yeah, I thought Brad Pitt did really, really well. Awesome. Well, he is a pretty awesome actor. So, what do you think the age group for this film would be? Um, I'd say the age group is probably 10 and up because... Aside from two or three cuss words, every, there's no violence. There's no behavior that little kids could take home that's not nice. But uh, aside from the two or three cuss words, all of the subject matter is appropriate. It seems cool that it's able to reach out to different age groups. You're listening yeah. to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing the movies Funnyball, Babar, Father of Christmas, and The Greatest Game. So right now we're talking with Daniel about Moneyball. So could you talk a little bit more about Brad Pitt's performance? Uh, yes, Brad Pitt did a really, really, really good job at, uh, at acting as Julie Bean because when there was a serious scene, he was serious, and, like uh, serious down to the point where I actually thought he was really Bean and it was a happy scene. Um, he played the script so well that the joke was fantastic. <laughs> cool. So do you think the emotion of this film was executed to the best of its ability? Yes, I actually do. Awesome. So what did you think about the overall production of the film? Um, I thought the overall production of the film did, uh, was, was pretty good. Um, I, I, I didn't really find anything that I disliked about the movie. So do you think that you relate to the story in any way? Um, no, I actually don't think I do because I, I don't play baseball and I don't watch baseball, but I still enjoyed it. 
cool. So it's definitely a movie for people, even if they don't like baseball or even if they're not really into sports, that they can still sit down and enjoy it. Yes. So what? how many stars do you think you would give this film on a one to five star scale? I'd give it four out of five stars. And why is that? Um, because everything was was good. Uh, um, uh, the acting was good. The soundtrack was good. And it was creative. Um, but since I'm not the biggest baseball fan, it didn't interest, interest me as much as it could. I see. So do you think if you could be any character in this film, what character would you best see yourself as? Uh, I... Uh, um, would probably best see myself as um, Peter Brand, the, num- the genius behind everything, the numbers guy, because he's the guy that came in with the new idea um, of the um, choosing players. And uh, it takes real uh, balls to stand up and do something like that to try to change the game. And I thought that um, that's something that I would do because um, I, it seemed like a good idea to me. So you're an idea and, kind of guy, basically. Yes, I'm not the guy that plays the sports. I'm the guy that does the numbers. Awesome. <laughs> Did you learn any morals or messages from this storyline? Um, yeah, I learned to never give up because although everyone was saying it's never going to work, it's never going to work, it's never going to work, um, the theory that they had brought them to the highest win streak that has ever been made in baseball. I see. And do you think the morals and the messages that you've learned from this film have helped you in your daily life? Yeah. Uh, never doing that is a really, really good moral because um, winners never quit and quitters never win. What was something that stuck with you the most out of this film, whether it was a good or a bad aspect? The thing that stuck with me most was the comical relief of the film. There they were a few parts where I was really, really laughing hard. <laughs> so it was a little bit serious because of the realism of it, but it also got across a comical aspect. Yes. So we're almost done with this segment, and we are going to talk a little bit about the boot camp. We've talked a lot about right. that in other in some other segments and some other shows, but we're going to talk a little bit about that right now. So you're right. from California. Why don't you tell yeah. me a little bit about the boot camp and how that was for you? All right, the boot camp was really, really helpful. Before I went to the boot camp, I was sort of struggling with my uh, on-camera reviews, but the boot camp really helped me to learn what I'm supposed to say, how I'm supposed to say it, and really good ideas on um, everything about being in front of the camera. It was a really helpful experience. So what was the most helpful thing that you learned in the boot camp? And was there anything specific that helped you review this film, Moneyball? Um, probably the most helpful thing that I learned at boot camp was uh, when you're uh, doing a video review, don't act as if you're talking to the computer, act as if you're talking to another person. This has helped me really relax and um, get my reviews done a lot faster. Awesome. I think the thing that I've learned the most has probably been basically the same thing that you learned that you have to act like you're talking to a friend and you have to be able to get your point across to all different age groups from parents to kids that will be going out to see the films. And so really just being able to relax with it and everything. 
What was the most memorable part of boot camp? The most memorable part in boot camp was probably seeing uh, the Lion King 3D uh, screening that because it um, it was uh, an old movie that I really, really enjoyed and loved as a kid. And being able to see it again as an older person in 3D was phenomenal. Lion King 3D is actually coming out on Disney Blu-ray pretty soon for home collection, which is very exciting. I can't wait to get that. So boot camp sounds like, you know, the name boot camp sounds like it would be an intense thing, but it was actually pretty relaxed. Why don't you talk about um, the experience with some of the other kids there and some of the camp directors? All right. I I thought that uh, most of the people there uh, knew what they were doing and they caught on to it right away. It was really fun. They were nice people to work with. And um, I thought the instructors did a really good job of teaching you what you're supposed to know. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking with me about boot camp and telling me about Moneyball. It's time to take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m., whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. 
and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devani, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's discuss Babar and Father Christmas with Atlanta's own Nyasia Bell. So how are you today, Nyasia? Great. How are you, Raven? I'm awesome. Thank you for asking. So why don't you tell me a little bit about Babar and Father Christmas and what the story is about? Well, the movie is about Babar. And he tries to find Father Christmas for his children because they've decided that that they want Father Christmas to visit Celesteville. I see. So and were you a fan of the Babar books when you were younger? Well, not really. I don't really read Babar books, but from the movie... I think the Babar series would be great. Definitely. I am a very big fan of the Babar books, and I always have. And I think it's one of the greatest stories, and I just love all the books and all the movies in the series. So I think it's very fun that you got to enjoy that as well. So what were your initial thoughts on this movie? Did you like it? Was it okay? Yes, it was a very nice movie, but they could have done better on the illustrations. And since I'm eight and a half, I think it was a little bit childish. It was a little bit too whimsical and a bit babyish for your age? Yes. So you were talking a little bit about the illustration. Let's get into that and the cinematography and the visuals. How did you think that was? Well, it was pretty good overall, but they could have done better on the formation of the L's. So... What do you think about the soundtrack? I know it's a very whimsical story and a very whimsical theme. Did the music sort of capture that childlike essence? Well, there's not a lot of music in the movie. But do you think that the music that was there helped guide the story? At the end, there was a song that the family and Babar were singing for Christmas. Well, that's really all that was in the story. And do you think that the celebration of Christmas in this movie was fun to see? Because I know Christmas is one of my favorite holidays ever. Do you think that that was captured well? Yes, very. Very. Well, that's good to hear. So did you have a favorite scene in this movie? Well, I have quite a few favorite scenes. One is when Rejects the Rhinoceros ate Babar's letter to Father Christmas. And another one was when Babar finally got to visit Father Christmas and the elves were arguing over what color they were supposed to paint the flamingo because it seemed like they had never heard of pink. And so why did you like those scenes more than some other scenes in the movie? Well, I do have one more favorite thing. Babar in the bathtub and having <laughs> a conversation with the mouse family. I thought that was <laughs> and why did you like those scenes? Well, I like Babar in the bathtub because the mice were cute. <laughs> and I also like the part about the elves because pink is my favorite color. And I thought it was funny that the elves had never heard of pink because they're Christmas elves. They're supposed to know everything about toys and colors. And for Texas Rhinoceros, his thing, I thought it was funny because he ate the letter, which is kind of strange. But it was really <laughs> funny to me because who would eat those a defi- piece of paper? <laughs> those definitely seemed like some very fun and entertaining scenes. And I think, I think the Christmas scene where they don't know what color pink is, I think that's very funny because Christmas colors are red, white, and green. And the elves are just so confused about that color. And I think that's very cute. 
So, do you have a favorite character in this movie? Well, I have two favorite characters. First of all, my favorite character is Babar because he was determined to find Father Christmas for his children and the children of Celestial. And for Texas, because he was so funny. And what was funny about that character? Well, where Texas is very sneaky and tricky. One of the, my favorite parts where he was tricky was where he was cutting the leaf statue to look like a rhinoceros and not Babar. <laughs> Well, those seem like some very funny and lovable characters. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing the movies Babar and Father Christmas and The Greatest Game. So right now we are talking with Niaja about Babar and Father Christmas, and she's telling me a little bit about her favorite characters, and they all seem very adorable and very funny. So is there anything that you would change in this film that you thought didn't exactly fit with the storyline and the plot? There's not really a lot that I would change, but it seems kind of weird that they have so many Father Christmases in this movie. But Bar had to go through a lot to find the, the real Father Christmas. They had a Father Christmas who was an artist, a Father Christmas who collected maps, it was just really a lot of trouble to go through to find Father Christmas. I would and change seems, that to make it a little bit more simple. It definitely seems like the storyline would be for children of a younger age that might not necessarily understand complex situations. And if there's a bunch of Father Christmases, I think I would get confused, honestly, about which one was the right Father Christmas for Christmas and bringing presents. What was the emotion in this film? Do you think it was happy or sort of lazy or sad? I thought that it was a very cheerful movie because that's what Christmas is all about, being cheerful and having fun with your friends and your family and having a good time. Exactly. That is absolutely what Christmas is about. And do you think that emotion was properly captured in the story? Yes. Well, that's I good to hear. I thought the movie was absolutely amazing. Even though it was a little bit childish, it was a great movie overall. Well, that's good to hear. So like you said, the movie was a bit childish, and it might be for children a slight bit younger than you. What do you think the age group for this film would be? Three to five years old, because it is a little bit childish, but I love the fact that there are talking animals included. Well, that's always fun, and I think that's a very big theme in a lot of new children's movies and children's stories, because talking animals are just very fascinating, and if I had a talking animal, I think I would be the happiest person alive. What do you think, do you think that this would be a good movie for parents to sit and watch with their younger children? It's not really a PG movie, but it is really adorable that I think even the parents would want to watch it. So... How many stars do you think you would give this movie on a one to five star scale? Well, since it is a little bit childish, four out of five stars. But if I was a little bit younger, I would give it five out of five stars, definitely. So what did you think about the overall production? Like the overall sound and quality and imagery? What do you think about that? Overall, it was awesome. I love this movie. 
That's wonderful. It definitely sounds like you're very enthusiastic about this movie, and that's good that it reached out to you, even though it was a bit young for you. Did you relate to the story in any way? Do you think it was similar to your life? I would say that I could relate to Babar in one way that he was always optimistic that he would never give up. Like when he lost well, the map, he just he just built shelter, waiting for the next day to come to keep on going. But that's when his well, spirit when he found Father Christmas. Well, that's a very good thing to relate to, being optimistic. And I think that's good for children all ages. So if you could be any specific character in this film, who would it be? Would it still be Babar? Do you think you would be one of his children? Who do you think you would be? Well, I think I would be Babar because he's a sweet and loving character. But he was also very optimistic and tried the best he could do for his children and the children of Celestial to try and find Father Christmas. And what was the biggest moral or message that you got out of this film? That if you keep trying and trying, you know that you'll succeed. Well, thank you so much, Naeja, for telling me about this film. It sounds like very adorable and very exciting, especially because the you know, holiday season is coming up. So thank you so much for joining us from Atlanta. And it's time to take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets, but sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, 
crazy. For help, tune in to Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's fly over to sunny San Diego with Anthony Aranda and talk about the film The Greatest Game. So how are you doing today, Anthony? I'm doing good, thank you. And how are you? I'm great, thank you for asking. So why don't you tell me what The Greatest Game is about? Well, The Greatest Game Ever Played, well, it's just all about a boy named Francis who really loves to play golf. He grew up right next to a golf course, and the game really interested him. So he started out as a caddy, grew up, and started actually to play the game. Well, that's awesome. Are you into golf? Have you ever played the game or watched the game before? Well, I have watched it before. I'm trying to get my mom or my dad to bring me to a golf course so I can play. I've seen a lot of people play it. I just want to play it, too. Well, it's definitely a really awesome sport. I've played before. My grandpa is so into golf. He plays all the time. And I started off doing putt-putt when I was younger, which is just so fun, I think, because it's not even really, putt-putt isn't even that much of a sport. It's just a good, fun time to have. And then I think going out to the putting range and hitting golf balls as far as you can is just very fun, and it's a good time. So what were your initial thoughts on this movie? Um, My initial thoughts? is that I thought it was really interesting and suspenseful. Also, what I saw, it said that it was based on a true story. Oh, wow, that's fun. And did that help you sort of get into it a little bit more, knowing that it really happened and that it wasn't all just make-believe? Uh-huh. So why don't you tell me about the cinematography and the visual aspects? Was it animation or live action? Like I said, it's live action because it's, a true story and it's just all about the movie how it became and all of this is just great they did great acting great music i can say it it was really good well that's awesome to hear so why don't we get into the soundtrack a little bit more did it help sort of set the mood for the story and help balance out the story a little bit yes it did like all kinds of music, like um, when they when they're playing golf and they hit hit it and it's so close to them going in, the music just starts being suspenseful and you don't know what's gonna happen next. So it definitely sets the tone and the feel of the movie. So why don't you tell me if you had a favorite scene in this film? Well, I think I have a favorite scene. Is uh, it's the part in the movie when Francis's dad is actually starting to get proud of him. His dad seems to be disappointed in him a lot throughout the movie and doesn't believe that playing golf can be a job that is done. That is done. 
Because his dad just worked a regular job for his whole life. He never tried. He tried golf, but he failed a lot of times. So his father doesn't really have faith in his son and doesn't really believe that golf is a good profession to pursue? Yes, he just doesn't. So did you have a favorite character in this movie? Yes, I did. I had two. One is Francis. Why I like him is just because he is really good at playing golf. And my other is Eddie. Eddie is really good at helping Francis. So, like, when he gets really nervous, uh, like, when Francis gets really nervous and he starts to see people that he doesn't know, then Eddie comes in and tells him, focus on the game. So it really helps Francis out. Awesome. It seems like Eddie is a very good mentor and a good friend for um, Freddie, which is very good. Or Francis, sorry. <laughs> so what do you think the emotion in this story was? It seems a bit suspenseful and a bit intense because of the relationship between Francis and his father. Do you think that the emotion of the story and the plot was captured well? Yes, because there was just a lot of people and like we when there's like a really shy shot in golf, yeah, they like get all scared. They don't know if they're gonna make it or not. So it's definitely very chancy and and very suspenseful. Yes. So what age group do you think this film is for? What I said was maybe three and up. Yeah, because I have a three-year-old sister, and she didn't think the movie was scary. Younger kids may get bored, though, because they don't understand what is going on. But for kids that are a little bit older, this movie is very suspenseful, suspenseful and really good. Well, that sounds like a good age group. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing the movie Greatest Game. So I'm talking with Greatest Game, about Greatest Game with Anthony Aranda, and we're talking about the age group. He says about three and up. But you said younger kids might become a little bit bored, and I could understand that. When I was younger, I didn't really get into golf, and I didn't understand it or really get it. So I think that makes sense that younger kids might become a little bit confused or lost in the storyline. So how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five? On one to five, well, like I said, it was three and up. So, um, one, well, one to five in the stars, I would give it five for our age group because it's really interesting. There's a lot of different parts that are really cool, a lot of, like, emotion. It's suspenseful. It's a really good movie. So the star rating might vary for the ages, like younger kids might not give it as many stars, and maybe older kids, way older than us, might not give it as many stars either. So what do you think about the overall production of this story? The overall production, I just think that may, like um, the background kind of was good, um, also the acting, and all the sound and everything in the movie was really, really good. 
but kids too young or too um too like old like teenagers some teenagers might not like it but some will yeah it really just depends on the age and maturity of each audience member but I'm glad that you thought that this movie was overall pretty good, and I think I might enjoy it as well because you're making it sound very, very interesting. So, did you relate to the story in any way? Actually, I think I might have related in it, just in a different sport. And what's that? How would you relate to that? Well, kind of when I was in base, like baseball, I started out as just like um just a catcher i went through it i got to bat a little and then i cut i got a, a few more months with it and then i started to play better and better at the game it was really fun and i didn't stop i see and so it's sort of like francis's journey working up in the game and getting better and getting more confident I think that's awesome that you were able to relate to that. And I think a lot of kids might be able to relate in the same sense that you related, just with a different sport or maybe a different activity. So if you could see yourself as any character in this film, any character at all, which one would it be? I'm, I would guess Francis because he grows up, gets, a, gets to do golf, and he gets to have a lot of fun during the movie have a lot of choices to make, how to do it. So I would say Francis. Well, that's cool that you're able to relate to him and able to relate to the story, like I said before. So are there any morals or messages that you got out of this film? I would say the some messages that I might have got is that um, if you are really into something, try to keep doing it unless you just can't anymore. You can't do it anymore. Keep trying. Keep trying is another one. So those morals and messages that you took away from the story help you in your daily life and help you push towards your goals and your dreams? Yes. So what is one thing about this movie that you enjoyed the most? One thing that I might have enjoyed was when all the contests came back Three people, and one of them was Francis. It was kind of hard, so it was it was really suspenseful. You don't know what's who's gonna win, what's gonna happen. It's just really suspenseful, and it's really cool. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for telling me about this film. I hope you get to do golf like you want, and I can't wait to see this movie. It sounds very exciting. Thank you so much for joining us. We've been talking about movies all over the country, from New Mexico to California to Atlanta to Colorado. So thank you for being with us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and learn how you too can become a Kids First film critic by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thanks for listening to Game On. Your hosts play again next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, go enjoy a good game.